Thanks for joining Balling in the Six. This is the second part of our four-part special series reliving the Toronto Raptors 2019 championship run. Now, a lot of you might be tempted to skip to game seven. That's the one we all know and love. But there were six other pulsating playoff games this series. So make sure to listen all the way through. A three ball. He's got 39. Leonard turns. Oh, ridiculous! Kawhi Leonard has it stuck on automatic. Coming off four straight victories against the Orlando Magic, the Raptors knew they needed to break their typical game one playoff funk, but they needed to do it against not only one of the most stacked teams in the Eastern Conference, but arguably in the league. The Philadelphia 76ers had strength from 1 all the way to 5. Ben Simmons, an elite distributor and rebounder. JJ Redick, deadly from behind the line. The forwards, Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris, both who have tormented Toronto in the past. Again, deadly pretty much from anywhere on the court. And of course, the maverick centre himself, Joel Embiid. He could bully you in the paint, he could hammer you from behind the line. And he can be, he's one of the real difference makers on his day. This was going to be a feisty matchup. The Raptors would need to be at their best to take any games from this series. But they had the answer in game one. And that was Kawhi Leonard. According to the Canadian newspaper, The Globe and Mail, he put on the sort of show that had the Toronto crowd chanting MVP all night. Him and Pascal Siakam combined for 74 points. Kawhi himself went 16 of 23 from the field, including three made threes and 10 from 11 from the charity stripe. But interestingly enough, he made Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, who someone like myself has had the pleasure of seeing in the flesh, who is fantastic on both ends of the courts. He hustles. For, if he played in 48 minutes, he'd hustle on both ends for 48 minutes. He is one of those players. But Kawhi Leonard on the defensive end, made him look like an absolute chump. And while Kawhi wasn't bullying the four-time all-defensive team member, uh, he could just pass it off to Pascal Siakam, who went 12 of 15 from the field for his 29 points. Now, Kawhi actually became the first Raptor since Vince Carter to score more than 40 in a playoff game. A phenomenal achievement and a career high for himself. And we all will think about Game 7 in this series. But it was Game 1 that Kawhi really started to stamp his authority on the Raptors' playoff run. And, arguably, started to show when he would hit his peak. Now, another great factor in this game was Marc Gasol. He would limit Joel Embiid to just 16 points, right? You look at who the 76ers were looking to. In this series. And I went through their lineup. It's a fantastic lineup. But Embiid was the guy they were looking to. And yet. He went 5 for 18 against Gasol. Who had already made Vucevic his son. Now it wasn't all plain sailing. The Raptors led 61 to 52 at half time. Thanks to said performances from Kawhi and Siaka. But JJ Reddick came out. And went 5 for 7. 
from behind the arc just in the third quarter, scoring 15 points. This includes four straight threes, puts the pressure back on Toronto, and really quietens the crowd down. Now, a lot of people, a lot of fans on both sides were thinking, this is the turning point. If the Raptors lose this, Philly are going on to win this series. But the important thing was the Raptors' defense persisted. They didn't let anyone else in that team score. They didn't let any easy baskets go. Yep, JJ Red is going to have a hot night from beyond the arc. But against this Raptors team, it's simply not enough. Brett Brown said after the game, he singled out both Kawhi and Siakam and said, if we're going to win this series, we have to do better into relation with both of these guys. We can all sit here and say, no kidding. Well, as we know by game seven, they didn't, Philly didn't quite do enough against Kawhi. Leans in on Green. Embiid, a ball fake. Embiid spins to the rim. Ball fake. Embiid gets the time to get with the attack. Oh, Lowry trying to put it through Harris's leg. Saves it for Leonard. Leonard gives it up. Green for the tie. Off the rim. Gasol keeps it alive. Knocked around. Harris has got it for Philadelphia. Really great effort for Toronto to try to give themselves a chance here. Baseball pass. Leonard short. And that's it. A major bounce back by the 76ers. This game two recap is just going to be full of shots and hopefully I'll make more of mine than were made in this game. Within the first minute and a half, Gasol had Embiid physically, metaphorically and spiritually on his knees after he couldn't cope with Mark and his thick, tough defense, which would be a sign of things to come. Maybe Embiid was looking heavenwards for some form of divine intervention. Uh, and this was because before the game, he'd actually had to receive IV fluids due to a bout of gastroenteritis. So indeed, it was actually very generous of Gasol to donate some of his own fluids to keep Joel healthy. Of course, here I'm talking about his Gasol's sweat. Now, I... Uh, I hope you pardon the sexual innuendos, but this was an extremely arousing play. During this game, Kawhi was getting double, sometimes even triple teamed at some points, which is just how he likes it if we're judging from his recent appearance at a strip club. And just like that strip club, he was making it rain all night long. Now, another highlight play was Lowry threading the needle like a seamstress through Ben Simmons' legs to find Siakam for a slam, which is, of course, not actually that difficult given Ben's lack of genitalia. Another highlight was Butler doing a froggy jump in the second quarter in order to draw a foul to solidify a four-point play, which is, you know, appropriate given his resemblance to a certain Sesame Street character. And the 76ers, just like a yoga instructor, stretched out to an 11-point lead midway through the fourth. But then Kawhi makes shot after shot after shot to bring it close. But then Jimmy makes a three-pointer, which looks to have been the dagger to end the game. Similar to the dagger he slipped in Cat's back in order to end his relationship. However, the Raptors managed to rally and... Being down by only one point, ninety to eighty-nine, Joel Embiid spins, he pump bakes, and he slams 
all over Pascal Siakam and Marcus Gasol. Now, down three, the Raptors swing the ball to Danny Green, who's wide open from three. You wouldn't want anyone else in that position, but he misses the shot. The 76ers steal this game for 94-89 to in the same way that Brett Brown, the head coach of Philadelphia, steals a living. Embiid fakes, Embiid down the lane! This building is shaking right now. And if you're Nick Nurse right now, you want it to go to 40. Because in two days, you... Now, Game 3 was just an embarrassment for Nick Nurse, Toronto, and I would say all of those Raptors players, perhaps with the exception of Kawhi Leonard, who were once again delivered, going 13 of 22 to score 33 points. The rest of the Raptors just got bullied away at Philly. Make no mistake, this was a blowout win that was pretty much set from the start. The Raptors only just edged the third quarter. They lost all the rest very comfortably. And more importantly, or should I say, more unfortunately for the Raptors, they allowed MB to get his big game and there were significant worries that going forward he would be a dominant factor in the series. Now Joel scored 33 points and as you heard just before this segment, rounded it off with a windmill dunk that brought the house down. He was just having so much fun out there it was really worrying for every Raptors fans. Writers after the game were horrified by the performance. William Liu of Yahoo Canada said, Every year we swear up and down that the Raptors are different and every year the same embarrassment hits us like a cold shower. It's never just that the Raptors lost. It's that they got punked again. And that's true. Apart from Kawhi who delivered, even well, that's a point, right? Even though Kawhi delivered, the rest of the team didn't, and him, he, he himself is not enough to take on one of the most stacked teams in the NBA. Lowry and Gasol were consistently passing up open looks. Their stats didn't look too bad. Okay, Lowry went 2 for 10, Gasol 2 for 6, not great, but serviceable if you can fill up the stat sheet. But the problem is what didn't show up was that they were passing up open shots. There was a distinct lack of confidence in their body language. There was no contribution from the bench, lets us know. Fred Van Vliet, who would go on to be a playoff hero and potential finals MVP, 0 for 7 from the field, and he's just scored a single point. Norman Powell with 6, Ibaka with 4, and uh, Jody Meeks with 4. That's how close to the bottom of the barrel that Nick Nurse had to scrape. Nick Nurse, of course, was just outdone by Brett Brown here who went back to his original matchups for Game 1, instead of, of course, making the adjustments he did for Game 2 that actually worked in there. But Nurse could not counter that effectively. And far from the cries of MVP that serenaded Kawhi Leonard in Game 1, it was Embiid who enjoyed the chorus in Philadelphia. Leonard may have bullied his way to the hoop multiple times, throughout this game, but it was futile. The Sixers produced an excellent all-round performance 
And from here on out, it looked like the rest of the series would just be a coronation. Nice flare to the corner by Reddick. Got the three ball. He's pressing up on Leonard. Big switches. Fires a long one. The Raptors will even this series at two apiece as they head back. It's so outstanding. Uh, this is so that's why he should miss his two foul shots. Okay, but time, yeah, time's going to run out though on the 76ers as the Raptors come back, bounce back with resilience in a robust way to win Game Four to even the series at two games apiece. Kawhi Leonard got the assist. Two minutes into game four, Lowry sets the tone when, after bringing the ball up in transition, shoots a homing missile from the top of the key with the travelling Toronto fans presumably thinking, more of that please, after Toronto's poor three-point shooting performances in the first three games. However, Tonight, again, unfortunately, the team was 32% from free, with Kawhi being the only one who excelled from that range, going 5 of 7. If LeBron is the king, then Kawhi is the night king with this performance. He was making them from free, from the mid-range, pump faking, then laying it up in the paint. He was doing it all. He ended up finishing with 39 points, 14 rebounds and 5 assists. However, this was not merely a one-man show. Almost six Raptors players finished with double digits, with Siakam only finishing with nine points after going two of ten from the floor. This was almost mirrored by the 76ers, with all of their starters finishing with double digits, and with James Ennis off the bench finishing with nine points after shooting three of seven from three. JJ Redick also had a good game, going six of nine from the field. Well, hey... 4 of 7 from 3 and finishing with 19 points. Embiid also attempts to set the tone like Lowry in the second quarter after a big slam over Norman Powell. And later in the second quarter, like a rough nightclub bouncer, he asks Serge for his ID, after which Joel decides to reject it and toss Ibaka out of the slam club. Not once, but twice in the space of a minute in the second quarter. Despite this, nonetheless, it appears that Joel is tone deaf, finishing with only 7 field goal attempts and 11 points, which is contrasted with his 8 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks and a game-high plus-minus of 17. However, these stats really hide how flat he was offensively this game. But Joel... The man who was renowned for talking smack was making excuses about a poorly stomach like he did after game two. What I would say to Joel is if you're going to talk all that trash, you better not blame a loss on a wumbly tummy. And it went, when it comes to a bucker, although he should know better than to bring fake ID, he was 6 of 12 from the field with 9 rebounds and 3 blocks doing his part off the bench. Lowry and Gasol were as dependable as always, both getting points, rebounds and assists as they usually do. And when we get to the fourth quarter, Carl, after almost getting a steal, forces Jimmy to shoot a three with two seconds left on the shot clock. However, Jimmy says no problem after sinking it off the backboard. 
he would end up with 29 points, 11 rebounds, with five of those being on the offensive end, and four assists. But when it came to the fourth, only one man mattered. After his cold, icy heart was pierced by a dragon glass dagger, the long night started for the 76ers with Kawhi laying waste to his enemies. Final score, 101, plays 96. On to game four. In this game, just the fifth shot of the night. for the flush. Loves the big stage. And he's been a highlight machine in the postseason. The latest one from Leonard. Leonard peaks at the clock. Five seconds. Leonard makes his move. Oh! That's a man's jam! Kawhi Leonard! The Toronto Raptors are locked in. Now, just to show you how important that Game 4 victory was in this topsy-turvy, this end, that end series, the Raptors came out at the Air Canada Centre and absolutely gave Brett Brown and his team a lesson in basketball. Now, this was just a fun win. It was the Raptors at their freewheeling best last season, dominating every single quarter including a phenomenal second quarter in which they won 37-17. to All of the Raptors starters were in double digits and you also had Ibaka coming off, contributing 10. The Raptors also forced the 76ers into 19 turnovers. That's 5 for Simmons and 8 for Joel Embiid. As well as giving some playing time to the likes of Jeremy Lin who sunk a three-pointer, which perhaps was the highlight of that game. Now, after the emotion in the first four games, the twist and turn nature of it, okay, let's accept game one, the last three games, this was a nice release for Raptors fans. Game four was so huge, so pivotal to provide a turning point in this excellent, dramatic series that game five was simply a continuation of that momentum. Perhaps it was inevitable that the Raptors would take this game after edging a, such a tight affair in Philadelphia. More importantly, however, it showed the Raptors scoring depth that would serve them so well for the rest of their championship run. Aside from the usual almost luxury scoring that you get from Kawhi, he would drop 21 and gather 11 rebounds, we also had Siakam with 25, Lowry with 19, Gasol with 11. This is the shot side Gasol that um, despite his excellence on the defensive end, we would come to perhaps criticize a little bit, but he was in double figures. And Danny Green shooting himself out of a funk. He was 5 for 7 from behind the line. He went for 17 points and got 5 rebounds. They were also in absolute lockdown form on the other end, holding Embiid to 13 points and Butler to 6 of 16, despite scoring 22. There was really nothing to say that was wrong with Nick Nurse's coaching or the Raptors this game. Everyone delivered, everyone performed. The Raptors, ever since a 12-1 run early in the first quarter, 
pretty much carried themselves, cruised through the rest of the game very, very comfortably. And in a sense, this was almost like a routine regular season win. The Raptors came out, got firing on all offensive cylinders and took care of home court before the game six against Philadelphia. Interestingly enough, a really good thing, a really encouraging sign that fans were able to see was the ability to defend the paint. With the Bucks in plain sight, Raptors of course were just one win away from facing the Milwaukee Bucks after this game, they had great chemistry between Gasol and Serge Ibaka. They out-rebounded the Sixers 42-37. to Now with a team with so much height, I mean the point guard 6 foot 10 or something, that's a very, very impressive feat. And what it did was allow the Raptors to get out in their famous transition, Lowry to Siakam, a combo which we've seen lots of times during the 2020 season, but also which developed extremely well, especially in the playoffs during that 2018-19 championship run. The chemistry between Gasol and Ibaka, Lowry said after the game, they were out there on the floor talking Spanish. We don't understand what they're saying, but whatever they're doing, they got to keep it up. Being big and athletic, being big and athletic and strong, we need that. They protected the paint and stopped the Sixers' big men from delivering. It was now a trip back to Philadelphia that could decide the series. Butler, nice pass to Scott, who cut in the lane, and Butler found it. Butler's going to take this one, short, chases it down, is fouled, and he backs it in! A three-point chance for Jimmy Buckets! Shot clock at nine. Butler gets around the car, jumps, and hits off the glass! Going into Game 6, Milwaukee had already made the Eastern Conference Finals and so the Raps, up three games to two, were looking to close this series out and join them. Jumping right into the second quarter, Siakam was rejected by Ennis the Menace who played a key role in this series where in the resulting fast break, Ennis dished the ball to Tennessee native Scott in the corner who pumped himself full of Hennessy after this game. After going 11 points and three of four from the three in this game to a dismal two-point performance in game seven. Actually, my co-host Kamel has informed me that Scott is from the same place that he currently resides, which is, of course, Virginia. Uh, Kamel is, of course, a devout and practicing Muslim, if you are not aware, and he probably isn't going to be a fan of the Hennessy reference either. Nonetheless, I got sidetracked. Later in the second, Jimmy Butler enters the lane. For a split second, it looks like he's about to slam all over Kawhi, but instead throws a lob to Simmons. Jimmy Butler then shoots a three, gets his own board over Lowry, then makes a ridiculous and one off the backboard while descending to Kyrie's green and flat earth. And for anyone who's wondering about which play I'm referencing to, I would highly recommend you watch the highlights to this game. And to top it all off, JB then strips Kawhi, runs the court and slams it with less than a second before the end of the half to put the Sixers 15 points up. He would end up with 25 points, 8 assists and 2 steals. 
Moreover, Simmons also had a huge game with 21 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists and 0 turnovers. The Raptors were within 9 points with 4 minutes remaining in the third quarter. But from that point onwards, at the 76ers, they just took over. They ended up going into the fourth quarter 20 points up after a 14-2 run where the only made shots from the Raptors were actually two free throws from Kawhi. And, of course, third quarter runs were emblematic of these modern Warriors teams who were famous for giving Steph, Clay, and KD the green light to shoot from wherever they so pleased. Anyway, to cut this sad story short, this game was a blowout, and the only reason it looks remotely close is because the Raptors bench performed well in garbage time. Kawhi did all that he could with 29 points and 12 rebounds, with Siakam being his only help with 21 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists and 2 steals. However, I'm not going to mince my words here. It was a shocking performance all round from this Raptors team. They were only 25% from the 3 point line. They were out rebounded 52 to 34. Let's see if Kawhi will receive the help from his whites that he so desperately needs going into game six. I'm not saying here that the Raps team is composed only of white players. It's just another Game of Thrones reference about Kawhi being the Night King. Let the game seven show begin. Maybe as the ball soared upwards, you had time to think. Maybe you had time as it bounced and bounced and bounced. One more. It took forever. Maybe you considered Joel Embiid's size, his defense, how he blots out the sun, how Kawhi needed to send that ball so high. Finally, it hit the rim. It bounced straight up and again. Has it. Carter trying to get free. Carter at the buzzer. No good. And the Sixers hold on and advance to the conference this wasn't the first time that the Raptors had faced Philly in Game 7 of the playoffs. In 2001, Vince Carter, having bizarrely attended a graduation ceremony earlier that day, took the inbound from Del Curry, faked a shot before bricking a long two and allowing the 76ers to progress to the next round. 19 years later, that miss would prove so, so poetic. Not to put anything against the first three quarters, but it was a fourth period for the ages. End-to-end -end stuff. No team giving anything on the defensive end. JJ Redick had tied it at 85 apiece with a three-point play with three and a half minutes to go. And two minutes then passed without a basket from either side. It was only Kawhi Leonard, his long jumper, with a minute and a half left. That put Toronto ahead. Lowry then forced a steal near midcourt and allowed Siakam, that familiar Lowry to Siakam combo, to put the Raptors up by four. However, Jimmy Butler went down the other end, and we've talked about Jimmy Butler before. He went down the other end, made one of two at the line, and then Leonard, missing, bricking a couple of shots, allowed the 76ers to get the ball with three points to go. A one-possession game. Embiid was fouled in the paint. He was pretty dominant this game. Fouled in the paint. Make it 89-88.
and there was 12 seconds left. Now, before we describe those magical 12 seconds, let's cast mind ba our minds back to the rest of the game. As we said, it was a tight affair. In the first quarter, it's only 31 points between the two. Started opening up a little bit, but no team was really able to grab. No able team was able to take this game by the scruff of the neck and make it theirs. This was a game seven for the ages. One of the best the NBA playoffs has ever seen. On the Raptors side, it was only Kawhi Leonard who was delivering. He took 39 shots. Made six, only 16 of them, but ended up, of course, well, to this point, he had 39 points. Lowry struggled from the floor, 4 for 13, Siakam likewise, 4 for 11. Danny Green hardly got a look, only took one shot from behind the arc, which he missed, incidentally. It was, once again, the big man duo, like Game 5, of Serge Ibaka and Marc Gasol, who delivered, who shut down Embiid as best they could, and Ibaka. Three crucial threes from behind the line at a point where no one in the Raptors lineup could make one. He also grabbed four offensive rebounds coming up huge in the second half on the glass and set up a wonderful finale. Down 89-88, Kawhi Leonard received the inbound, was duly fouled as you would do. He made the first free throw. But Brick the second, that wasn't something of Kawhi's nature. But while all the Raptors players, all the Raptors fans were thinking about their special, their talisman, somehow bricking a clutch free throw, it was Jimmy Butler, it was that guy sprinted down the court and pulled off a very clever manoeuvre against the chasing Ibaka to prevent the block Ibaka didn't want to foul. That was that would have been the worst thing at this point to allow Philly to go ahead. So Jimmy Butler goes up strong, ties the game. And instead of commentating it, instead of ruining the moment, I can do no better than to let you listen to the commentary of the final 4.3 seconds. Simmons is this the tiger? 